The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. What makes a successful entrepreneur? One who is constantly worried about the success of their business to the point where they don't have any time for themselves? Or one who keeps an eye on business but also makes time for the rest of their life? Welcome to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. In this program, you'll learn how to create an amazing, successful business and still have time for a life. Now, here's Shirley Dalton. Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom and I'm your host, Shirley Dalton. Well, you may or may not know that we commenced our show a few weeks ago and I'm absolutely thrilled to share with you and also want to thank you for listening because we've got listeners all over the world. And I just want to give you a shout out because I'm loving this. I'm really enjoying it and I'm hoping that you're getting a lot out of it too. So we've got listeners from Japan, China, Brazil, Canada, Colombia, Germany, Hong Kong, Korea, Luxembourg, Russia, Saudi Arabia, UK, USA, Vietnam, and of course, Australia. So thanks so much. I really am grateful for you for investing your time to listen and to learn. You know my mission in life is to inspire, educate and support you to be, do, have and feel what you want. And I'm committed to bringing you the experts to help you achieve your goals and dreams, whatever they may be, as long as they're legal, moral and ethical. And today is no exception. I'm thrilled to introduce you to someone who is not only an expert in this field, but someone whom I'm very privileged to be able to call a friend. I first met our guest at a Professional Speakers Association of Australia seminar a number of years ago. He was the guest speaker and as soon as he started talking, oh, I just fell in love. I fell in love with him, his energy, his approachability, his humour and his knowledge. He has a gift for telling a story. He's like the wise sage that we recognise in stories and fables, only he is real very real in every sense of the word. And today he's agreed to talk to us about peak performance. So it's my pleasure to introduce you to Lou Heckler. Welcome, Lou. Shirley, thank you so much. This is really a treat and I look forward to uh, coming up with a few ideas that I hope will help your listeners. Uh, Lou, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I mean, I know I've learned lots from you and I know that uh, listeners... (laughs) today are going to get a great deal of information. So, Lou, we want to talk today about peak performance. So, Mm -hmm. before we hear this all the time about improving our performance, but could Mm -hmm. you give us your definition of peak performance? Well, I think it's achieving the very best you that you possibly can. And I, I got really interested in this years ago when I worked in a local television in the United States. I had a daily talk show. And one thing struck me over and over again. Whether I had a guest who was, let's say, from a local charity, whether we had a famous author who was coming through promoting a book, a famous actor coming through promoting a movie, whether it was a, 
high-flying salesperson or business executive in some major company or whether it was just somebody from the local area. It was kind of like they all knew the same things because they, they knew if they did certain things in a very habitual and careful way, they were going to succeed. So I, I used to jokingly say it's almost like even though they came from all these different places, somehow they went to the same online course or they went to the same school or something because it turns out there really are some key traits that if we recognize them and execute them and repeat them over and over again, we can really be at the top of our profession. Oh, I like that. Recognize, execute, and repeat. So, yes. Great. So you're going to give us some tips on that. But first, let me give our listeners a little bit of your background. You've been, okay. you've been studying high achievers for more than 30 years, and your own background in leadership and management is impressive, uh, including starting out as an instructor and course supervisor for the Defence Department, and that was during your active army duty, Two positions in public and commercial TV as the news director, community affairs director and corporate management training director, as well as being a former adjunct faculty member at the University of Michigan Executive Education Centre, where you conducted more than 200 programs on topics such as time management, delegation, motivation and creative problem solving. And on top of that, you've successfully run your own speaking and training business for over 30 years, where you've received the highest awards you can achieve from your peers in the National Speakers Association, including a CSP, which for our listeners is a Certified Speaking Professional, and a CPAE, which is a Council of Peers Award for Excellence. So Lou, when it comes to these key traits, um, not only have you studied it, but I'm... by the looks of your resume there, you've certainly also <laughs> been a great role model yourself. Well, so, thanks. I, I don't know. The way you read it, it sounds like I should just be tired. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's been a great run. And the thing is, and this is very true, and I can't emphasize this enough. We're going to talk today about certain practices that that are effective and like we said that you can recognize them and execute them and repeat them the truth of the matter is it takes a little luck too you know and i've been in good places at good times and i've had my eyes open and recognized opportunities and i was it uh was it woody allen or who was it one of the american comics who said sometimes success is just 80 percent of it or whatever is just showing up i mean i think sometimes i've just raised my hand and said let me try that let me do that i'll go first Here, I'll lead that. And somehow initiating things, even if you're not 100% sure, you know, it does kind of make luck (laughs) in a way. Mm -hmm. So so by putting your hand up and going first and initiating, as you say, and I'm a firm believer in that you do create your own luck. I mean, people Mm. think, oh, gee, you know, what a uh, look at these overnight success stories and people have been building their business for 20 and 30 years. (laughs) Yes, yeah, overnight success in 20 years, that's right, yeah. Uh, So so what are these traits that you've observed in outstanding (laughs) professionals that you've met and studied? Well, it's interesting because I'd like to talk first, as you've said here, about traits, and then we'll talk more about specific action steps. But one of the first traits I've noticed, and I know this will sound a little fuzzy to some of your listeners, is um, really successful people start out as dreamers. And by that I mean they aren't satisfied with the way things are going right now. They're not 
troublemakers. They're not burrs under the saddle of the people that they work with, but they always have a dream of something just a little bit bigger, a little bit better, and they always ask why not instead of why. So it's it's something about being a dreamer. And, and, and the truth of the matter is, and I know some of your listeners will recognize this, when we are around someone like this, it's sometimes a little frustrating because they they don't conform all the time. Or we think we're getting ready to go down path A, and right at the last moment they raise their hand and say, well, just a minute there, Jim. Uh, wait a minute there, Jennifer. Uh, and they come up with an idea which seems a little off the wall or strange, and yet there's something about it that kind of sparkles. And you go, hmm, I wonder if we should be thinking about that. So being a dreamer is one of the first traits. Uh, another trait is great listeners. They constantly listen. I'm, I'm astonished the number of times when I, and, and take your pick, when I get into a taxi cab, when I sit down next to someone on an airplane, when I uh, am just by happenstance next to someone in a doctor's office, and I strike up a conversation, I'm immediately fascinated by something they have to say about what they do. Mm-hmm. And I think the peak performers, I've learned from peak performers, just Initiate those questions. Ask somebody. And here's a wonderful question. Pardon me for saying that because I thought it up. <laughs> Pardon me while I pat myself on the back. <laughs> but it, it, when I say a wonderful question, what I mean is it produces wonderful answers. And this is a question I ask people over and over again, especially if it's someone doing something that I don't know much about. And I say, would you be willing to tell me something about what you do that would probably surprise me? I'm writing and- that down. Yeah, and and I'll just give one very quick example. I happened to be on an airplane one time next to this very fit-looking gentleman, and I said, tell me about yourself. And he said, well, I'm in the U.S. Secret Service. I protect the President of the United States. And I said, oh, my goodness, that's fantastic. Could you tell me something about what you do that might surprise me? And he said, I'm allergic to paint fumes. And I said, (laughs) pardon me? I don't get that. He said, think about it. Every time the president would go somewhere to visit a school, a factory, a, an office, what do you think they did the day before he got there? They repainted the place. <laughs> and he said, I would walk in trying to go, this way, Mr. President. And instead, I'd be going, this way, Mr. President. <coughs> Excuse me, sir. This way. Because he'd be all allergic from the paint fumes. I love it. Ask that question. Uh, a third trait is there always interested in helping other people be their best. Uh, Peak performers are collaborators. They are joiners. They are assemblers. They put people together and help people come up with better ideas than any one person could have. It's that old synergy thing. And then they are uh, uh, generous with something I call vitamin P. Uh, it, it's not a vitamin that you find in your uh, apothecary store, or drug store, whatever it's called where you live, but it's it's the praise vitamin. They're generous with praise to people around them because they realize an old principle of business that we all know because we know it about with children, but we forget sometimes with adults is the stuff that gets praised gets repeated. Mm-hmm. So they they look for things that people are doing well. They're not mushy softies you know joining hands and singing in a circle every day but then they're not afraid to call people out if they have done something incorrectly but more importantly when somebody does something correctly even something small they're very good at giving that person some positive reinforcement and we that's kind of the fuel that drives most of us so those are at least 
some of the traits. Another one is is transparency. They're transparent about who they are, about what they feel. That you know the 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 most dangerous, I think, type of leader boss is the kind of person, and maybe she or he has a, a, a staff person, and somebody has to come to that staff person and say, hey, is this a good day to talk to Jim? Or is this a good day to talk to Elizabeth? Because I don't want to go in there if they're in a bad mood. Well, I, you know, just be be the same every day. Be consistent, but mostly be transparent. And if it's a, if you're having a bad day, just say to people, you know what, I'm having a really bad day. And, I, and for a number of reasons that I don't need to go into, let's just talk about this another time. I think we'll both benefit from that. Oh, I love that. So our listeners could give themselves a little inventory test here. So according to Lou, those people who perform at their peak have these traits. They're dreamers, so they're not satisfied with the way things are going and they ask why not instead of why. So do you dream? Are you a great listener? And do you find out what's interesting about people? And are you always interested in helping others to be the best that they can be? Do you collaborate? And I love this one. Do you dish out large quantities of vitamin P? (laughs) The praise vitamin. I love that. And, of course, are you transparent and saying who you are and how you're feeling and not having people being afraid of you? So they're some of the traits that peak performers have that Lou has studied. We're going to come back in a short break and Lou is going to tell us what actions that they take. So I can't wait for that. You're listening to Reclaim Your Freedom. I'm Shirley Dalton and I'm with Lou Heckler and we'll be back shortly. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. Where is the best place to put your money? Rick Saylor with co-host Eric Hamburg will take the mystery out of investing in order to keep your hard-earned wealth performing and protecting to its maximum potential. Listen for Straight Talk, Clear Decisions, live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Rick Saylor, smooth financial sailing for the best part of your life. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back, everyone. We've been talking with Lou Heckler, and Lou has been telling us about his definition of peak performance which is being the best you that you can be and then Lou has discovered five traits at least five traits that people that have um, produced peak performance show those traits are dreamers they're great listeners that um, they always collaborate that they give out massive doses of vitamin b and they're transparent and during the break, we were talking about some examples. So, Lou, you, you were giving us a couple of examples. Would you like to share that? And we'll just um, put those traits into perspective and then we'll go on and look at the actions that these mm-hmm. big performers take. Yeah, I think the dreamers think in bigger terms than just like what's in front of them. So let's take somebody like Steve Jobs. Now, I know Steve Jobs is a controversial leader because he could be a very, very tough person to work for and with. But his dream was not just to have a personal computer, the Apple computer. Mm -hmm. His dream was, as stated in uh, Walter Jacobson's book about him, to put a dent in the universe. (laughs) He certainly did that. (laughs) Yes, just a small thing like that, which, you know, all of his products in one way or another have done that. We didn't know that we could have a home computer. We didn't know that we could have a small music system in our pocket that could hold a thousand songs. We didn't know that we could have this little tablet in front of us, which, by the way, have we all noticed that these... Tablet computers are now being used as cash registers, and people are reading notes from them in front of uh, audiences. And I mean, they're just for we didn't know we even needed those things. Um, uh, Fred Smith, who started in the United States Federal Express, we didn't know we needed to have a package absolutely positively overnight, like mm-hmm. they used to talk about in their ads, until suddenly we could have it there. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that you and I could be talking, you in Australia, I in the United States until somebody came up with this dream of the internet. And I can very specifically remember a day when I heard somebody say, oh yes, and someday we will all be basically wired together. And I thought, what in the world are they talking about? And I can remember in 1990, which is not that long ago, our son is a freshman at Stanford University, and we call him up from Florida, where we live, and say, how are things? How's the library? He says, I don't go to the library. <gasps> and I'm thinking, what? What am I paying all this money for? <laughs> <laughs> and he says, Dad, I can sit at my desk in my dorm and go to the library at Harvard. I can go to the library at Cambridge. I can go to any library anywhere in the world. And I, we didn't have the internet at that time. And I'm thinking, he's dreaming. What is he talking about? Well, Somebody did dream and figured out for that to happen. So even if somebody like a, a, a young performer like Taylor Swift, uh, people who become Olympic athletes, you know, they start off, they don't start off with saying, gee, I hope I get to be a pretty good ice skater. They start off saying, 
I'm going to win the gold medal at the such and such year Winter Olympics. And that's their dream. And that propels everything else that they do. And I, I just think of this one young man that we have uh, in our neighborhood. He teaches swimming. He teaches to young people. And he teaches uh, uh, like a lady, older ladies uh, aerobics class Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. And I was actually watching him swim in the pool one day. I knew he had been uh, a competitive swimmer when he was at the University of Florida. But I'd never actually seen him swim until he got in the pool one day by himself. And it was like watching a dolphin go back and forth. It was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, Matt, wow, when he got... Pardon me, when he got out, I said, what, you know, how could I be that good a swimmer? And he smiled and said, it's the 80, no, I'm sorry, the 30-12 rule. 30-12. Yeah, I said, what, wait a minute, I know the 80-20 rule, right? 80% of your business comes from 20% of your customers and all that stuff. What's the 30-12 rule? He said, you practice 30 hours a week for 12 years, and that's how you get to be this good. (laughs) <laughs> I said, oh, just that. Well, thanks. <laughs> but you see, he had the dream of being the top swimmer at the University of Florida. So when somebody said, oh, that's going to take 30 hours a week for 12 years, where the rest of us might go, ah, let me have another dream. He went, okay, let's go. I just love that. You know, I love that. I, and I hear that trait over and over and over again, that people want something and they want it in a big way and so they say what do I need to do to get there Um, Alex Haley the famous author who wrote the book Roots that led to so many television series and people searching for their background and everything he said one time in an interview at our television station in North Carolina he said it's pretty simple he said you just decide what you want and then you decide what you have to give up to get it Mm. And yeah, and so, you know, a lot of us know what we want, but we're not willing to give up. We're not willing to follow that dream by giving up certain things. And the people who achieve great success, the peak performers, they say, well, I'm going to, I'm going to focus on this one thing. Peter Drucker, the famous American management guru for so many years used to say, I've noticed when anything is being done well, it's being done by a monomaniac with a mission. (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure i want to be known as a monomaniac but i do think keeping your focus and knowing what you want and make and not being afraid of it being a dream it's a very good thing so i'm hearing a couple of action items in there too you know like taking the action that 3012 i love that yeah is that great yeah what is it 30 hours a week for 12 years so um Uh, There's also the action of giving up something. So if I decide I want something, what do I have to give up? And then focusing, keeping keeping focused and knowing what you want. So uh, for our listeners that are thinking, well, look, I'm not a world-class gold medalist, um, but I still have some dreams. And so they don't have to be huge dreams. What else can they do? Well, I think, first of all, you have to establish for yourself what is your powerful personal vision. Who, who would you like to be? Who, how would you like to be, not remembered, but just how would you like to be established in your community, in your profession, in your family? What's your vision of that? Then, this is where the thirty twelve rule comes in, then can you translate that vision into a mission in order to get to that dream, in order to get to that thing I see out there? 
what do I need to do? What do I need to give up? You know, I, I, I think the three, the three questions these affected people ask are, what, are the th- what, what things do I need to do more of? Pardon me for ending with a preposition. <laughs> what, things do, what things do I need to do less of? And then third, what things do I need to give up entirely? You know, maybe there's something that has to go by the wayside. Um, not your family, not, you know, important things that matter, uh, that should matter in your life. But maybe there's some ways you can uh, hand that off to somebody else. So, you know, where, where do I need to spend more time? Where do I spend, need to spend less time? Where do I need to spend no time at all? That's translating your vision into a mission. Then, I think it, and this is a hard one now, because this is one where I think it's very hard for each of us to do this. We have to recognize what our unique gift is that we bring to the party. What's, what's the unusual, not necessarily unique, just what's the unusual special thing about you? Maybe you're great at um, making order out of chaos, you know, and I don't mean this as a, as a funny answer. Maybe you're great at making a chaos out of order. You know, maybe you just, you like to think on a hundred different tracks and that's your trait. Maybe you know exactly how to talk to somebody when somebody in their family has passed away and nobody else knows what to say. You have that touch of being able to say the right thing and do the right thing so that they feel comforted and, and, and worthy and happy. Um, what, are, what are your unique skills? And then... And this is, this is probably, I think, the hardest one of all. Finding the, ba- at least I'll speak for myself, it's my hardest one. Finding a balance between patience and action. You know, knowing that nobody reaches peak performance without taking regular action, whether it's the 30-12 rule or whatever, but also being patient. Because as you said earlier, Shirley, overnight successes don't happen overnight. You know, that's a, that's a misnomer. Mm-hmm. Successes happen over a period of time where... I've put in the time, I've done the work, I've paid the price, and now I can reap the rewards. And then finally, uh, I think another really good action step is to, and we talked about this earlier when we talked about vitamin P, um, being able to endorse and grow people around you, whether it's your partner, if you have a partner in life, whether it's a business partner, whether it's children, if you're fortunate enough to have children, uh, employees, uh, colleagues, professional friends, uh, being willing to be a source of uh, help and uh, guidance for them. And, and, and there's a, I think the most, uh, the three most magic words are and then some. So if you say to me, can you give me five minutes? I say, I'll give you five minutes and then some. Lou, can I, can I you know, would, would you mind coming to lunch with me so we could pick your brain? Hey, well, I'll come to lunch. And then some. Let's let's take another hour after that and sit in the park and talk about this. So, I think the people who that I have admired are always willing to go that extra step in order to endorse and grow the people around them. And Lou, you certainly model that because I know whenever oh, I've thanks. reached out to you, yeah, it's you do that. Um, I've not picked up on the words and then some, but I've certainly experienced the then some. <laughs> so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, good. Yeah. I hope. I hope I'm. 
walking the talk, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So I just want to recap that before we go for a break there. Yeah. And so those are at least five action steps there that all top achievers do, and that is having a belief in this powerful personal vision. And you were talking there about how would people like to be established in their community or family or professional life. And then um, translating that vision into a mission that matters. And, you know, I tell people all the time, my mission is to inspire, educate and support you to be, do, have and feel what you want. And I'm totally committed to that. I get up every day in the morning and think, how can I help someone do that? Which comes into number five, where you were saying a need to endorse and grow those around you. And, sure. um, you know, and anybody who hangs around me for, for long enough goes, oh, God, <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> um, and that's why we attract the listeners that we do because they actually do want to learn and grow. So, again, thank sure. you for listening. Um, and then a complete, uh, sorry, a commitment to completely using their unique skills. So understanding everybody's got unique skills and then making a commitment to using them. And then lastly, this remarkable balance between being patient and taking action and knowing that things don't just happen overnight, uh, that that it does take work and looking at, well, what are the things that I'm willing to give up and what do I need to do more of and less of? So thank you so much, Lou. We're going to take a short break now, listen to a couple of our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to find out whether it matters if you're in a big or large corporation And what happens if top performance is not rewarded in your organisation? We'll be back soon. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. If you're interested in gaining strategies to be more successful both at work and your personal life, check out Turn the Page with host Hemda Mizrahi. It's all about building new habits and perspectives. The show helps you identify the changes you need to make that align with your values and priorities. And then apply these principles to your career, health, social life, and other areas. These are proven techniques that work. Turn the Page airs live Fridays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Shirley Dalton's guide, Five Simple Steps to Business Freedom, is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives. You can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com. You'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back. The secret is not working longer or harder. It's working smarter and better. You'll join the thousands who find this guide and Shirley Dalton valuable resources for their business. Visit businessfreedomfighters.com today. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. 
When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Well, we're back. And we've been talking today about achieving peak performance with Lou Heckler. And peak performance is about becoming the best person you can be. And it's about ordinary people being able to do extraordinary things. So, so far we've looked at the traits that peak performers have and then some of the actions that peak performers take in order to achieve um, the best outstanding results. But Lou, tell me, does it really matter if our listeners are in small or large organisations? Oh, boy. You know, that's, that is a, a tremendous question. I, I mean, the short answer is I don't think so. I do think sometimes people feel that it's harder to stand out and achieve things when they're in a fairly large bureaucratic organization where there are lots of rules and lots of chains of command and lots of expectation and maybe lots of history that they haven't been a part of. And yet, I still think that it's an individual choice we make as to what kind of a performer I'm going to be. I see this over and over again. Let's just take a, an example of uh, where I live is where the University of Florida is based. Uh, that means we have 50,000 university students in our community. And then we have a smaller college that has 20,000. So there's 70,000 students in this community. And that means everywhere you go, Somebody is, whoever is waiting on you or serving you at a drugstore or whatever it might be, they're almost always a college kid. Mm -hmm. So I just think of this one night we went to a very nice Italian restaurant, very casual but very nice Italian restaurant. And this young woman just came bouncing over to our table, you know, I'm so-and-so and and I'll be helping you tonight. And uh, we happened to have a gift card that we had received because it said if you bought $100, they had a deal, if you bought $100 in gift cards, they would give you a $20 bonus. Mm-hmm. So we had bought the $100 and given it to someone, and we decided, okay, we'll take this $20 bonus and we'll apply it to our meal this night. So we're just sitting at the table, and my wife says, well, why don't you put that card out there so she knows it's there? So the card happened to say $20, and it happened to say on it, celebrate. So the young woman comes over. Now, this is a person who's waiting on tables, right? It could be seen as a somewhat dead-end job, but you could just see from the sparkle in her eye that she was loving this. Mm -hmm. So she walks over and says, hi, her name was Anna Marie. She said, I'm Anna Marie, and I... And she looked down at the card, and she said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we celebrating something? (laughs) (laughs) And it happened that I had had my annual physical that day, and I said, well, I guess kind of in a way, yeah, I had just had a good, real good annual physical with my regular doctor. (laughs) And she put her her hand up and went, well, let's high-five on that. (laughs) And I'm thinking, I don't think I've ever high-fived a waitress before. This is very nice. I just loved that she took an everyday what could be, for some people, a mundane job, and infused it with joy. And that's the thing that I don't get when I come up to a checkout counter at any store, any place, and somebody goes, hello, Mm. Uh, put your items up on the counter, please. 
And then when you leave, they say in a dead voice, have a nice day. <laughs> you know, and I think, look, I know not every job is the most exciting job in the world, but you can be an exciting person in that job. You know, there's an old bromide, an old tale they tell about uh, in the acting profession I've heard over the years where they say, you know, there are no small parts, they're just small actors. And I think if you take each day, whether you're at a big organization or a small organization, and say, how can I make this not only a great day for me, a great day for the people around me, what do I need to do each day to be what I call an ambassador of joy to the rest of the world? It just, it's catching, you know, it, it, it carries out to other people that you serve, and they tell other people, and then uh, suddenly you've got all kinds of business, and I never understand why businesses large and small don't tell their staff people that and say, every person who comes in here has a potential of referring dozens and dozens and dozens of other people here, make them feel like this is the best place they've ever come. Now, let's ask our listeners to think for a minute about, just think for a minute about maybe where you buy groceries, where you bank, where you get other services, maybe you have things dry cleaned or whatever. And my guess is you probably drive past two or three other places that do that same service because when you go to this place where you go on a regular basis, they make it feel like this is, this is a wonderful thing you're doing. Mm-hmm. It, and you can't wait to do business with them. And you might drive further. You might even pay a little more than you would pay at one of the other places. But it's because they've put joy into the transaction. They've made you feel worthy. And you feel like, well, they're, they're, they're committed to this. They're doing this well. So I don't think it does matter if you're in a large or small organization. Now, sometimes people also say to me, well, that's great. And, you know, I understand what you're saying, Lou, and I know that's your job to get people fired up. But, but um, you know, uh, where I've worked, a lot of times places where I've worked, I don't think top performance is being rewarded. It's like, go with the flow. Don't raise any pr- trouble. Don't, what do they say, rock the boat, right? Mm-hmm. And, and here's what I think. When you're in that circumstance, and I've said this flat out so many times to audiences when I've been speaking. Look, if you're in that circumstance, I, I think you only have three possible ways to approach it. Number one, you can change your attitude. You know, maybe it's you that's having the trouble. Mm-hmm. Number two... You can try to change your boss's perception or attitude. Well, good luck with that. That's hard to do. Number three, you can leave. (laughs) You know, you can go to another place where good performance will be rewarded. And in some cases, and I suspect some people listening to this, Shirley, will attest to this. In some cases, one of the best decisions we make in in the course of a career, in the course of our work path, is to say, this place I now am is no longer the right place for me. I'm going someplace where I can achieve, where I can do great things, and where people will recognize it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, it's interesting that you talk about the um, energy and the uh, enthusiasm of the waitress and then in talking about some of the people on the checkout and I don't know if this saying is around the world or if it's just in Australia and it's a, it's mm-hmm. a little bit uh, tongue-in-cheek but sometimes okay. you'll see these checkout operators and they've got the like that and I've heard people say, um, are you happy? And they might say, yeah, 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 why? And then they'll turn around and say, well, notify your face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
Oh, goodness me. But yeah, um, I think sometimes what happens too, Shirley, is, and I recognize this, look, and I think we just have to cut people a little bit of, of space for something like this. I don't know what happened with that person just before I happened to stand in front of them as mm-hmm. a customer. They may have just had a very bad experience with another customer, with a coworker, with a boss. And so they're still in recovery, if you will. <laughs> and so it seems to me I have to be gentle in there. But sometimes I've said, um, I, you know, as I'm looking at you here, it seems like maybe you're having a little bit of, uh, of a bad day. Is there, you know, I, let's just take care of this transaction and I'll move on. Oftentimes just recognizing that and acknowledging it. That breaks the spell, and they go, you know what? You're right, sir. Excuse me. Okay, I'm, I'm going to take care of you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Lou, you also work as a coach to other people who want to improve their skills before an audience, and if people yep. have been noticing this morning, you give great stories. You're a master storyteller, and I know your clients are both professional speakers and others who just need to make terrific presentations. So what are some of the keys to ramping up your abilities when you're up front, so to speak? You know, whether that's a sales presentation, a motivational mm-hmm. talk to employees or some other form of presentation. The three things I think, Shirley, that really help all of us when we make presentations. The first thing is to think of it as a dialogue and not a monologue. To think of it as a discussion, a conversation, a, a tete-a-tete <laughs> that you're having with the people who are in front of you. It's not a lecture. You don't have to be bombastic. Uh, it, 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 one of the keys is to, to look at your audience almost as if it's one person instead of 10 or 15 or 1,000 or whatever it is. But to think of what you're doing is, I'm having a conversation. You may not actually be talking and giving me feedback, uh, verbal feedback, but I'm going to talk with you just like I would talk with you if we were standing at a restaurant waiting for a table and having a drink and maybe just chatting back and forth. So first thing is, think of it as a dialogue, not as a monologue. The second thing, be as current as you possibly can when you're giving a presentation. Use examples, use stories from your own life, use examples from Today, and maybe something you read online or a newspaper, conventional newspaper you picked up, use current ideas so that you seem always up to date and like you're right on top of things. And a third thing, and this is really important, be really observant of other performers. I don't care if they're speakers, singers, dancers, uh, authors, ice skaters, baseball players, cricket players, I don't care what it is. Uh, Watch people who, when you watch them do what they do, you go, wow, look at that. Mm -hmm. And ask yourself, what was it they just did that so moved you in an emotional way? And is there some way you could adapt or adopt some little piece of that into what you do? You, You notice, your listeners are noticing, my voice is lively, right? It, it kind of sparkles. It goes all over the place. Because when I hear somebody talk like this, I feel more excited. So I decided, well, I'll just be like that too. Mm-hmm. So it's you observe other people that make you feel happy, make you feel comfortable, make you feel intrigued, and then say, how can I not copy them, not clone them, but just adapt or adopt something they do and make it part of what I do. Mm. And and the TED Talks are, and TEDx are a really mm. great place for that. Oh, um, yes. And as now, well, if your listeners you... don't have one of those TED uh, apps, I say get it because 
those are fabulous. You can learn so much by watching the way people condense that into, what, 18 minutes or whatever? That's fantastic. Yes, yeah. And and I know um, uh, for, for myself, since um, becoming a radio host and soon-to-be TV host, I've now suddenly got interested in listening to the way other people present and how they interact. And as you say, just observing and noticing and then um, having that conversation. And if you, for our listeners, if you're interested to see Lou in action too, you can Google Lou Heckler or you can go to Lou's website at louheckler.com. And again, just be observant and then watch how you can have that conversation. And so, again, if you're presenting, even in your work environment, as Lou says, don't make it into a lecture, make it into a conversation. And so... Yeah, we've sort of we've covered a lot of ground here today, and we've been talking about peak performance. And really, over the next break, I want listeners to think about whether you would give yourself a tick or a cross in terms of have you been a peak performer recently? And if not, then what you can do to change that? And if you are, then give yourself a pat on the back and notice now all of the things that you can be aware of and and ramp up even further. So we're going to take a short break. We'll be back shortly. I'll look forward to your company. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network shirley dalton's guide five simple steps to business freedom is changing the way today's professionals balance their work lives and the rest of their lives you can enjoy this guide free when you discover businessfreedomfighters.com you'll find out how to get out of the stranglehold of business and get your life back the secret is not working longer or harder it's working smarter and better you'll join the thousands who find this guide and shirley dalton valuable resources for their business visit businessfreedomfighters.com today effective leadership is what will propel the world organizations and businesses through a range of dynamic changes how do you keep up with these changes build skills and lead effectively Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You 
are listening to Reclaim Your Freedom with Shirley Dalton. If you have a question or a comment about the program, please send an email to questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Again, that's questions at daltonbusinesssystems.com. Now, back to Reclaim Your Freedom. Welcome back. Well, we've been talking about peak performance. And one of the things that we want to look at here is consistency. And I'm going to ask Lou um, what advice he has for us for performing consistently because that's something that Lou is known for. You know, you can, uh, if you engage Lou, you know you're going to get a consistently good performance, in fact, a great performance. And if you think about your own employees or if you think about yourself, um, and I know about my own self when, when I was a kid and playing netball and <laughs> I wasn't a particularly <laughs> gifted sports person by any stretch and when I look back I was never consistent so the Mm. coach could never um, rely on me some days I'd have an outstanding game and and intercept I was on defense intercept all of the balls and others it was like I was looking in the clouds so Lou what advice do you have about performing consistently well surely it is a challenge isn't it and I think it's uh, it's something that we recognize its importance and yet it's hard to execute more importantly don't we admire it in mm-hmm. other people so i think i think when i think of again of these people that i've interviewed and researched over the years uh, just three elements popped out at me as being the most vivid number 1 they love every opportunity they see every day as an opportunity to sell or to serve or to manage or to wait on a table or to do whatever it is that they do and they just say this is a great day i'm going to make something great out of this love every opportunity uh the second thing and this takes a little bit of a uh, an explanation i call it stay in your own voice and by that i mean each of us is a unique individual with very special traits in some area and when we try to put on basically and i say figuratively when we try to put on somebody else's garments it doesn't look right on us. When we try to put on somebody else's style, when we try to put on somebody else's airs, when we try to act like we're somebody that we're not, it's obvious. So you just have to stay in your own voice, enjoy your own self, be, be that unique character that you are, quirky, mm-hmm. um, sometimes inconsistent, sometimes uh, uh, remarkable. Sometimes happy, sometimes frustrated, but just to be in that in that the moment all the time, who you are, and then, and this is I think maybe the most important one, and it goes back to uh, uh, one of my wife's and my uh, great loves, the Broadway stage, and we've been to New York many times, gone to many Broadway shows. We never go to a brand new show because you can't get tickets and because the seats are so expensive. So we go to this half price ticket booth, and the shows that have been around for a while, they they're. Theaters aren't filling up, so they're selling the tickets two for one. So we buy those. But see, when we go, to me, it's opening night, right? Mm-hmm. It's the first time I've been there. And I want the performer up on stage to be thinking, it's opening night. Let's knock it out of the park. So if I go into work every day and have that it's opening night attitude, because it is for the next person who walks up to me. It is for my next customer, my next patient, my next client, whatever it calls, you call the people who come to you for your various goods or services. It is their opening night, quote unquote. So if you treat it that way, you, 
you perform every day at a very high level. Here's a quick story that illustrates this. Uh, I was staying at a hotel one night. It was it had just been a crazy day, and I, I really normally just go down and sit in the restaurant. But this night I was exhausted, and I thought, I'm just going to treat myself. I'm going to call room service. It's a luxury. It costs too much, but what the heck, I'm going to do it. So I call down to the to the uh, kitchen. I say, look, all I want is just a turkey sandwich. I don't want anything fancy. I don't need any wine or anything, just turkey sandwich, a little bit of lettuce, mayo, maybe a tomato, no french fries, just a sandwich. All I need, thank you. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to lie down. Please send somebody up quickly. So in an amazing amount of time, I hear this bing, 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 bing at my door. And I look out the peephole. And all I can see through the little peephole in the door is a big set of white teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it looks like the Cheshire Cat from Alice in Wonderland is outside my door. And so I open the door. And here's this young man. He's the room service waiter. And he's got this grin on his face that's a mile wide. And he says, Mr. Heckler. I said, yes. He said, I'm Conrad. I'll be your room service waiter tonight, sir. May I come in your room? I mean, he's just saying this with such enthusiasm. And I'm thinking, he's only delivering a sandwich. Come on. (laughs) But he comes in the room with his tray up on his arm like he's carrying a a filet mignon. And he pulls the, he sets it down on the bed for a minute. And he pulls this uh, white starch tablecloth out of the, uh, uh, out of his back pocket, so to speak, and snaps it open and lays it across the table and snaps open a white napkin and puts it on the table. And he pulls out a, oh, he had a little table. That's right, a little rolling table. So he pulls out a little uh, brandy snifter with a Gerber daisy and glitter floating in it, sets that up on the table, puts this turkey sandwich down, lifts the lid off of it like it's, again, like he's served me a you know $75 meal or something. And he just had a, such a flair and such a joy in what he did in doing a, you know, come on, a relatively simple task. And it made such a difference to me. And here's the kicker. This is what I want your listeners to take home to the bank. About three months later, somebody called me about doing a seminar in the same city where I had just had that amazing experience. And they had not yet chosen a hotel. Could I recommend a hotel? And I basically became their salesperson, the hotel salesperson, and said, oh, you have to stay at this hotel because the people there have this incredible attitude. And I basically delivered to them about a four or 500 person convention. They didn't even know I was their salesperson. But <laughs> that's what happens when somebody does a great job. You can't wait to tell other people. So instill that in your people. Make them know it's always opening night. That. Every opportunity is a great opportunity, and have some fun while they're doing it, and I think they'll become peak performers. Oh, I love it. I love it. And Lou, you certainly are a peak performer. You've been performing for over 30 years. You've been performing consistently. Um, Not only are you a role model, but you've studied what it takes. And listeners, I hope you've got notes. I mean, I'm not supposed to be writing while I'm uh, interviewing, but I can tell you I have. I've got four pages of notes here, and I just love it. So we've looked at what the traits are for Uh, being a peak performer we've looked at what actions you can take towards be um, you know the the best um, outcome that you can have and then we've looked at what it takes to be consistent and um, 
I want you to now go and think about yourself, your organisation and look, if you only implement a couple of the things, the gold that Lou has shared with us and then if you want to see somebody, a real peak performer, then I really encourage you to go and have a look at Lou Heckler um, at his website and you'll see more great stories, how to have that conversation as you're doing a presentation Thank you so much for listening to us. I'm thrilled to be able to bring you Reclaim Your Freedom. That's what we're about, is to help you to be able to create your ideal business lifestyle. Thanks, Lou. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Shirley. Okay. So we'll be back next week with yet another informative educational program for you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining Shirley Dalton and her amazing guest this week on Reclaim Your Freedom. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, relax just a bit and have a great week. Enjoy the upcoming weekend and we'll see you here for the next show.